you've found the Rock Hesperia and are on your way to building a solid life. We make disciples here. If you, your children, or anyone comes to Jesus, hears his sayings, and does them, your life will become solid. So let's get to it. Amen. All right, open to two places if you would. Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9, it's about the last quarter of the Bible. All right, so it's way back there. It's farther than you may think it is. Luke chapter 9 and Joshua chapter 1. That one's near the front. I'm going to put a marker in Luke, and then I'm going to get to Joshua myself. Joshua, right near the front. Anyone in Operation Solid Lives learning the books of the Bible, you want to sing this song for us? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua. There you are. There you are. <laughs> oh, there's a whole bunch more. There's 66 of these books, in fact, but uh, we're going to stop right at Joshua. We got there together, and uh, <laughs> we're all there. In 1 Corinthians 9.24, however, it says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run? Say, those who run in a race all run. But only one receives the prize. Our instruction is run in such a way that you may obtain it. Run in such a way that you may obtain the prize. If only one, there's only one winner. You have to run your race better than everybody else. Now, now we're not in competition with one another, but we're in competition with our old complacent self. <laughs> Man, I didn't waste any time getting there this morning, did we? We are in competition with our old complacent selves, and we got to run. Anyone play those video games, young people? Have you played those games where you're racing, and then you have to race a ghost of yourself? Anyone play those games? Yeah, I hate those. It's like, man, I tried my hardest the first time. Now I'm never going to get this achievement, you know, whatever. So anyway, but you're running against that person, and your pace needs to pick up. Amen. Oh, come on. Don't, don't be shy on me now. Right? <laughs> you got to run faster. Run faster. See, we're in a, a sermon series called It's Time to Run. It's Time to Run. And this message, which is like the fifth or sixth in the series, is called Run to Speak. Run to Speak. You'll understand more of that later. Are you in Joshua chapter 1 with me? Verse 8. Joshua 1. Verse 8, of course, we read in the New King James Version here. Uh, if you don't have that version, that's okay. There's a lot of good versions. But uh, for the sake of us reading together, can we put Joshua 1.8 on the screen? Ready, go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Oh, I love this verse. This verse is telling me how to be prosperous and successful. Who wants to prosper? Amen. Show of hands. Amen. Who wants to have some good success? Show of hands. Those of you who didn't raise your hands, well, you're going to get what you say. <laughs> All right? All right? No, I'm not playing with you. But participate with this thing. Jump into it. Run after what God has for you. This book of the law shall not depart from your what? Mouth. Mouth. You would think this book of the law would not depart from your eyes, but 
in classic God fashion, always giving us a little extra, he's like, yeah, I, I expect you to have read it. I expect you to have seen it. Now you've got to say it. You've got to get it out of your mouth. In fact, some of the things that we do here, <laughs> in fact, some of the things that we do here are to get it out of your mouth. Amen. We put it in as an intentional practice so we can get you blessed. Amen. Amen. We want to see you blessed and living that more abundant life that Jesus talks about in the book of John. Life more abundantly, Jesus said he came to give you. And so there are promptings that we'll give you so that you will have said it and established with your authority on the earth these things that God wants to see happen in your life. Amen. Luke 9, 26. Luke 9. Did you have it? I gave you two both right up front today. 9, 26. This is the one that if you're taking notes, you want to write this one down. Because if you take anything home as a, a compulsion, have this stick with you. Ready? 926. Jesus says, For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, of him the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes in his own glory and in his Father's glory and of the holy angels. If anyone's ashamed of me and my words, I'm going to be ashamed of him when I come back. Oh, that, you don't want that. We want, aren't we all kind of striving and, and pushing towards, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of your Lord? Aren't we pushing towards that? Yeah. Not, he's ashamed of me. Yeesh. That sounds miserable, doesn't it? No, thank you. Whoever is ashamed of me and my words, of him the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes in his own glory and in his Father's and of the holy angels. So let's look at some examples of people in the Bible who were not ashamed of what God had going. In Acts 9, verses 40 to 42, it says, Peter put them all out and knelt down and prayed, and turning to the body, the dead body, by the way. Remember, didn't we just read this? So Dorcas died, right? And her, her name is also Tabitha. And so she died, and everyone's like, here, check out what Dorcas did. She was so great, and we love her, and she died. And ah, what are we going to do? And here you are, Peter. Do something. Uh, Peter had seen Jesus do this same thing, by the way. It put out people who had unbelief going on, and so that only faith remained in the room. And so he had seen it somewhere, and now he's practicing that very same thing. Peter put them all out. And knelt down and prayed, and turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up. Now she was just dead a minute ago. But here Peter says, arise. That's it. So one word, I don't even know if you call it a prayer. I wouldn't. It's just a declaration. Just make it happen. Happen. Be. Remember like God said, let there be light. It was like light exist. Light be. Tabitha, arise. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. He, he, he wasn't like... He said something. We have to say something. Run to speak. She sat up. Then he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and widows, he presented her alive. And it became known throughout all Joppa. See, this is what happens 
when you speak, the Lord faithful to his word does the thing that you say, it becomes known. It's not a secret. It becomes known. People start talking about it. And it becomes known through the whole town. It could very easily say, and Amber said, arise to Garvin. I don't know, somebody, right? And so Garvin's raised up. Praise the Lord. And now everybody in Hesperia knows about it because the word travels. Run to speak. Who knows that we would be shouting from the rooftops we raised somebody from the dead. See, not yet, but I, I am convinced that there will come a day that we have the opportunity and we better be ready to speak. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Now watch this in Acts eight twenty five, just a chapter before. It says, so when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, they returned to Jerusalem preaching the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. So when they had testified and preached. See, you may think some preachers like, all you got to do is have a message. No, you need a testimony. You need a story about what God has done for you. When they had testified and preached. Yeah, we'll tell you the truth, but you know what is irrefutable? What no one can ever combat or dismiss or say anything against is your personal experience. Listen, the Lord's been too good to me. It's too late for you to convince me otherwise. Don't come at me with this God is not real stuff or he's a fairy tale. He's been too, I've seen too much. It's too late for you. My God is good. He is, he has done all of this. We have so much goodness to share about what God's done in our lives. Amen. All right. Acts 8, 5 through 8, just a few verses before that. I'm just taking you back, walking it back step by step. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Sounds like testimony to me. It sounds like somebody testified about God's goodness. They weren't just there on the scene present like, man, check that out. That happened. They also heard about it. People are seeing and hearing the miracles that are being done by Philip such as unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many who were demon-possessed and many who were paralyzed and lame or who couldn't walk were healed. And check it out what it says. And there was great joy in that city. Anyone feel like we're a little low on joy in our city sometimes? You go to the store and you go here and there and the bank and you're like, There's, we're a little short on joy. We could... Raise the joy quotient around here. You know what it's going to take? The power of God manifesting through you and people talking about it. You seeing it happen in other people's lives and saying, the Lord did this. Isn't he amazing? Signs and wonders following those who believe. We just learned in Supernaturally Fruitful Leaders, one of our discipleship classes here, signs and wonders. Sign is like, it tells you exactly what's what. And the wonder is like, I wonder how that happened. And you get to say, I'll tell you how it happened. Jesus is so good. He made it happen. And he's still making it happen. And he's no respecter of persons. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. Amen? You got to know that's the truth. You have to know that's the truth because we are the worst. I, I tell you, if you're anything like me, and I know you are, you will say to yourself, oh yeah, of course, of course he's going to do it for Carla. 
She reads the old King James Version. She's a super Christian. Of course, he's going to do it for her. She's going to get that blessing. Of course, he's going to do it for Pastor Mariah, serving all the time, leading kids to Christ, you know, preaching so powerfully in OSL, people crying their eyes out. Of course, he's going to bless Mariah, but not me. Everyone else is eligible except me. Anyone like me in that? Yeah, if you're honest, I know you are. We get that. We get there sometimes. The Lord, of course the Lord's going to provide financially for so-and-so. But here I am sitting in front of this stack of bills that I don't know how I'm going to pay. No, the Lord is present, and he's no respecter of persons. And every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights in whom there is no variation, no shadow of turning. He's just light, and he's just good, and he's just ready to give to you. Amen. That song, I, I, do, I do feel like I'm, I'm meant to say this. That song that we were singing today touched me, and I appreciate you playing that. Pastor Branamere has a way of putting these things together. Just tug at your heart. I'm not here for blessing. I didn't come to be blessed. I came to give myself to Jesus. And I came to be in this family he's put me in and to experience him fully in the context of other believers. I'm here for you. There's a great Matt Redmond song called Here For You. Mark 5, Mark chapter 5, verses 18 through 20. Are you ready for, for some of the Gospels? I'll take that as a yes. And when Jesus got into the boat, he who had been demon-possessed begged him that he might be with him. Do you remember this guy? Cutting himself with stones, and he had the, they were talking about it last week ripping the chains off and even when he was bound he would get out of it and he's up there living in the caves and he's a crazy person he's demon possessed and and he's got so many demons living inside of him he needs help and then jesus comes on the scene and this legion of demons goes out into the pigs okay this guy when jesus gets into the boat he who had been demon possessed begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit him. For someone who's collecting followers, you would think that Jesus would be like, come on, get in the boat. Here we go. But no. In the same way that Jesus wasn't like, you know what, yeah, all the people did come. You know, master, they're looking for you. Come on out here. He said, we've got to go to the next town because I have been sent to preach there. In the same way, he's like, no, you don't come with me. Watch what he does say. He said to him, go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he had, has had compassion on you. Go home and tell your friends what I've done for you. See, that's living scent right there. Not my way, not my will, but yours be done. Jesus would say that later. And this guy is basically saying it now because look what he does. And he departed and began to proclaim in those ten cities, in Decapolis, all that Jesus had done for him. And what? All marveled at it. Everyone was amazed because, how, I don't know if we've known any demon-possessed people or whatever, but you know people who have been struggling with something. When all of a sudden they're delivered from that, and now there's no more pressure, and there's no more strain, and there's no more anxiety, who knows, that's a different situation. That's a different life with that person. Amen. And it brings great joy to you. And you marvel at, 
I thought that could never happen. He was so far gone. Or she was so far gone. God can do those things. He, he's in the too far gone business. Amen. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So none of us get a free pass. We're all too far gone, and he nevertheless rescues us. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. I love that scripture. Has his arm been shortened? <laughs> that he cannot reach? No, of course not. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 5. We use a lot of scripture here, of course. If you're new with us, I want to let you know that. I should have said it up front, but here we are. Second Timothy 4, verse 5. The apostle Paul has sent somebody, Timothy, he says, you be here, take care of this church, and he tells them how to do it. And he says this, but you be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions because you will be afflicted. Jesus told us that in this life you will have trouble. But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Paul says, but you be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Isn't it interesting that he tells Pastor Timothy to do the work of an evangelist? Fulfill your ministry. See, without doing the work of an evangelist, he's never going to fulfill his ministry. In the church, you can be an administrator, and thank God for administrators. You can be an administrator, you could be a worship leader, you could be a children's worker, you could be an usher, whatever you want. Well, you know what I mean, whatever you are. You can be all those things. If you're not doing the work of an evangelist, you're missing a a portion of it. You're missing it. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. And what is evangelism? Anyone know a a quick definition of evangelism? Reaching people. Sharing the good news. Sharing the good news of people. Tell me something good. Tell me that it loves me. Yeah. Anyone know that song? Tell me something good. Oh, it's so good. You ain't God. No, okay, no, we're not going to do the whole thing. All right. I'm just saying. I am just saying. Tell me something good. I love that song. It's one of my favorites. Uh, tell me, tell me, tell me. Oh, it's so good. I like it. I like it. Thank you, Carla. Man, sometimes you never know how things like this are going to go. But uh, do the work of an evangelist. Share the good news with somebody. Tell me something good. You have good news to speak to people. And you know what God is calling you to do right now? Run to speak that good thing. Run to tell somebody how good Jesus is. Amen. Something's happening today. What, what is it? Did the groundhog see a shadow, by the way? Do we know? I, I just felt like we just went like a whole different direction. With that, I was on one, I was on one side, and sometimes I was on the other side. All right. Today is February 2nd. The groundhog did not see his shadow. And, and okay, so 
picture this with me. This is, all, this is always weird, right? You got to think about it backwards. If he does not see a shadow, that means it's like cloudy and overcast and the sun's not out. You think, okay, it's kind of like wintry, right? But it's backwards. So it's, it's not going to be six more weeks of winter, right? Punxsutawney Phil, prognosticator of prognosticators, seers, seers, right? Anyone know that movie but me? We're going to watch it today. I'll tell you that. Um, can I say that? It's fine. Um, uh, no, we're going to watch it today, but Groundhog Day is on the second. Something else is, is happening today. Now, what, Chris, what is it? There you go. He was looking for his opening. There it is. There it is. So, <laughs> Chris, who are you going for? Green Bay? <laughs> oh! Yeah. Look at that. You know, Vince is with it. He's feeling your pain. Show him your hat, Vince. There you go. I, I, uh, <laughs> that's all right. The Rams aren't in the Super Bowl either, right, Leo? <laughs> Stand up, Leo. Take, uh, take a spin. Show the people. Hey. Oh, I love it. I love it. I just want to know. Oh, another Rams fan over there. Yeah, sorry. Listen, it's not your year, man. It is not your year. You need to pray more. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. This is the Super Bowl. It's happened today. And so I'm, I'm interested. Leo, come up here. No, no, no. No, 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 man. You invited. You, you brought this on yourself. Brian, come up here. Cheryl, come up here. <laughs> You're all, yeah, everyone's all like, I'd better start journaling real quick. <laughs> Sorry, Pastor. I was just reading my Bible. <laughs> you know what's happening. You know what's happening. Uh, who else wants to come up here? Yeah. Laura, come up here. Helen, come up here. Go on that side. This is the groundhog side, I think. That's the Super Bowl side. <laughs> is that good? <laughs> Danny, come up here. It's pretty balanced, right? Men and women. Doing pretty good. Ah, I love you people. Yeah, it won't. <laughs> You'll be in the, in the counterbalance. Right? Danny, hurry up. <laughs> hurry up. I need a microphone. Where is it? Let's see. All right, now, now leaders, watch what I do. We're in supernaturally fruitful leaders, right? Watch, watch what I do here. Clear instruction. Boundaries, parameters, right? We're going to make them successful in what we're asking them to do. And they're going to know even the limitations of what it's going to take. So I'm going to hold this microphone. And I'm going to ask you questions. And I'm going to put it in your face. And then you're going to say something. Deal? Okay. Do you like anyone for the Super Bowl? Danny? Yes. Who is it? Chiefs. The Chiefs. So if you didn't know, the Kansas City Chiefs are playing today. And I know that you are super jazzed that I know who they are and where they come from. So manly. So manly. Cheryl, do you have a favorite on the Super Bowl? No. All right. Leo. I'll take the Chiefs. You can take the Chiefs. If they can't have the Rams, I'll take the Chiefs. Brian, do you care about the Super Bowl? 
Not particularly. No, he doesn't care. That's a, that's, see, this is why you're up here. This is why Brian, my man, he's up here. He doesn't care. No Super Bowl. All right, Laura, do you have a favor for the Super Bowl? 49ers. The 49ers. Oh, ho, 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 ho. yeah. Nice. See, there, there's one way to polarize people. Here, let's scoot down that way. Everyone just take the line down that way. I realize that we're out of the, out of the frame, out of the shot. All right, stop. Hammer time. Helen, yes. Helen, what country are you from originally? Australia. You're kidding me. Australia. What city? Perth. Perth. Oh, did you know they have a symphony orchestra? Yes. Praise the Lord. Yeah, see, cultured. Culture. The cultured. The cultured one right here. All right, I love your accent. I knew where you were from. Um, do you have a favorite for the Super Bowl this year? 49ers. The 49ers. Very good. Why do you like the 49ers? California. California. Oh, nice. Australian Open since midnight last night. Oh, and still here in the house of the Lord. Praise God. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Don't go anywhere because this is not over. All right. Do you see how easy it was for them to say what's going on with the Super Bowl? What do they like? What do they don't like? Who they want? Who they don't want? Easy, right? They have an answer. Be prepared to give everyone an answer who asks you about the hope that you have in Jesus. Isn't that what the Bible says? Amen. Danny, what happened when you found Jesus and decided to make him the Lord of your life? Well, I was a teenager. Um, I was just going through church because my mom was making me go. Mm -hmm. Parents were just going for it, so I was just going along with them. Um, And then I was just, you know, going to church, listening, falling asleep in the back, you know, just going through it like that was kids do, kind of. Um, And then one day, um, we went to a camp, um, youth camp, and I started crying out to the Lord and um, about some personal stuff that was going on, and I felt like somebody had my, some of their hand on my back, and me being just like kind of curious, I looked back and there was nobody there. And so from then on, I really just started taking it serious, like going after the Lord for myself, not just because of my parents. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. So good. Awesome. Cheryl, was there like a, a moment in your life that you believed that I need to surrender my life to the Lord Jesus Christ? Um, yes, there was. What was it? Um, <laughs> It wasn't as dramatic as his. It was more a growing thing because I, I grew up in a Christian home and and um, lived a Christian life, basically. But but at one point, I kind of fell away. Um, and then I realized I needed to get myself right with the Lord mm-hmm. again and came back to him. And I have been in church ever since. And I've been learning and growing and um, maturing in my faith. Praise God. Ever since then. Yeah. Uh, amen. And, and you know what? And God, and God works miracles all the time in my life and just shows me that You've testified there. recently about yes. these miracles. We, love, we have a brand new baby. Uh, oh, who is here today? Praise the Lord. And even staying asleep through all this music and shouting and everything. Praise the Lord. Congratulations. Oh, we love babies, by the way. We, we've made five of them. Yeah. We love him so much. And uh, <laughs> anyway, Leo, uh, let me come on this side. Was there a moment 
yeah. that things changed. And he's like, I'm, I'm about Jesus now. Okay. Beans rise in Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just <play> it. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, Leo. No, thanks. No, no. <laughs> there, there was. There, there was. was. All right. Tell the people. Um, I didn't grow up in church. Um, I had no relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, um, I received the Lord at the gym uh, February 23rd, 2019, um, outside of the church setting. So um, it was just uh, the personal fitness trainer was telling me about Jesus and this and that. And I was hearing him, but I didn't go there for those reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a non-believer. Um, I didn't know what the whole Christian thing was about. Or, um, and then uh, I had a lot of bondages, addictions, um, brokenheartedness, just going through the cycle of life. You know, as I knew it, I was uh, 19 at that point. And then uh, he asked me to pray, so I says, sure, you know, I don't know. And so we go outside the back, and uh, I remember that he, I don't exactly remember what he prayed for, but I know that um, he was praying for me, and then all I remember is that he was, we were praying, and then he, he just kept telling me to say, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. And then I opened up my eyes. And I received the Lord in that instant. All my addictions, my brokenheartedness, it's like he welded that together. And um, uh, that Friday, I think I received them on Tuesday. And then that Friday, he invited me to church. And it was my first time then. And it was just amazing. Wonderful. Yeah. Praise God. Thank you so much. Now, let me jump ahead a little bit. What has life been like since you met Jesus and you embraced that lordship, that, you know, he's the boss. What's it yeah. been like since? Um, what it's been like since is, uh, I would say, testify, come and taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, I mean, being addiction-free, yeah. being broken-hearted free, right, having, having a restored, built-up heart, and, you know, now you're in a family that loves you, and, you know, praise God. That's, that's got to be a different existence. Yeah, that's Bless God. Amen. Brian, yes, sir. what was that catalyst moment for you when you discovered that Jesus was the way? Um, it was probably about 16 years ago when a friend of mine from work invited me to church. And I realized um, as, as we were going there um, that there was something really missing from my life. And uh, Jesus was filling it. Nice. And since then, how, how would you characterize or, or present the difference that Jesus has made having filled that, that oh, hole. I'm, before I found Jesus, I was a much meaner and more crankier person than I am now. <laughs> I still retain some of that, so <laughs> my family can contest. But So you're not yeah. perfect oh, yeah. yet is what you're oh, saying. Absolutely not. No, okay, I'm not always a, working towards it. Amen. Amen. Getting better every day. Every day. By the Lord. So yeah, I love yeah. it. Praise God. That's a fantastic testimony. That's worthwhile. People need to hear it. Especially you cranky people out there. All right, Laura. Tell me about this, this catalyst moment for you. What happened when Jesus got your attention? How did that happen? Uh, the, through my life, I wouldn't say it was a, like a one until four years ago, but my whole life I was searching. I didn't know. I didn't know I didn't have what I needed. I just knew I didn't have what I needed, if that makes any sense. Um, and then through multiple invites, repetitive, not giving up on me, pursuing me, um, I landed at this church four years ago, OSL Level 1, and I'll never be the same. Hallelujah. 
And for those of you who don't know, OSL is short for Operation Solid Lives. Our mission statement here at The Rock is building solid lives. What we don't want you is to get out there and be all shaky. Is that right? We don't want you getting shaky out there because then you can fall. And when the storms of life that come to everybody, the wind rages and the storm blows and beats against your house, we don't want the, your house to be ruined, greatly ruined, the Bible says. We want it that your life built so solid that it cannot even shake it. For more on that, look at Luke 6. Step forward here. Helen, I'm getting wiser as I'm doing this smarter. We'll step forward. And tell me what that catalyst moment was for you. I can see it right now. <laughs> I was 14, and it was at an Easter service, which was over 50 years ago, more than that. And Jesus has just been real to me my entire life. And Amen. just, I just love him. <laughs> Do you remember what happened at this Easter service that triggered it? Was there something specific? I don't know. It was like he just was just the Holy Spirit. That's just so real. Mm-hmm. So God made himself so real to you. Mm-hmm. You knew mm-hmm. God is real. Absolutely. And I've got to do something about it. Exactly. That and was when I dedicated my life to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Since then, mm-hmm. how has your life been different that you can see from before then? Um, just very peaceful. But just a lot of confidence in the Lord that no matter what, he's in control. Amen. So, yep. Bless God. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. People who are anxious, who are worried, who are full of fear, who don't have peace, this is a testimony that you need to hear. Is that right? And you can tell other people, it's like, I know people who have not had peace in their life or who were mean and cranky and now are far less mean and cranky, (laughs) however you want to characterize it. I got better, right? Like He's getting better. Praise Jesus is right. I, I don't think, uh, I'm not sure, did I give you an opportunity to, to share what your life has been like since committing your life to Jesus? Uh, no. Let me, let's have it. <clears throat> um, well, since then, um, obviously I got into worship and uh, I really dove into that. Um, just seeing how, how deeply we can connect with God in times of worship and going through that journey and just figuring out more and more and more. And even until recently, going into the Word more and more, it's like, it's like, I've always um, thought this to myself, like, it's crazy how every question that we have, every wonder we have about life, about anything, can be found in the Word, if we, if we search deep enough. Amen. And that's what's been, like, different about, since then, it's like, wondering, like, how does this work? How does life work? And, like, now I know where to go. Amen. Yeah. Bless God. And even as Laura was saying earlier, it's like, you don't know what you don't know. Someone's going to tell you, how are they going to believe until they, until they hear? And how are they going to hear unless a preacher is sent to them? And it's not, who knows, it's not just like me. It's not just even the four of us on our teaching team. It's you. They testified and preached out there where it matters, where people are dying. Cheryl, did I give you an opportunity to, to say how your life has been different since? Step forward and let's hear it. <laughs> When I say God does miracles in my life, he does miracles all the time in my life. And I went through some really hard times and times where I had no money, and yet we never wanted for anything at all. We had, we had everything. We, I was able to keep my kids in a Christian school because that was important to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I was making no money, you know, but yet 
we were able to do all that. And every time, every time I would be like, how is this going to work? God would work all things together for good for those that love the Lord. Yes. That's right. And he just proved it over and over and over again. And I ended up being able to teach at the Christian school. And I could share those miracles with the kids I was working with. And he's just been such a huge blessing in my life every day. Hallelujah. See, who, who wants miracles and blessing every day in their life? Do you understand what we're doing here? This is why we come. This is why we are who we are. Why God does these things. Why we didn't die when we were saved and go straight to heaven. So you have the opportunity to take the message and tell people good news about Jesus so they can get their own story. Amen. This is what we're talking about. It's time to run and run to speak. Helen, would you recommend giving your life to Jesus to somebody else? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Laura, same question. Yes. Brian, same question. Absolutely. Leo. Yes. Cheryl. Definitely. Danny. 100%. It's unanimous, folks. (laughs) They would absolutely recommend it. Would you recommend it? Yes. To whom? Oh, yeah, that's the good Christian answer to say, everyone. You know what? I'm going to let you go because I know it's not easy being up here. Thank you so much for your participation. I appreciate you. And I knew you were good for it. Despite the ram's lack. All right. Let's just dig a little deeper, as Mama Odie would say. <laughs> Who would you recommend this Jesus life to? Everyone. Okay, great. Who specifically? Who do you know that needs stuff like you just heard, stuff like you know exists in your own life? Who is that person? Because let me tell you something. You are sent to those people. And part of the word over the rock asperia is to live sent. Live as a sent people. I know that I am not my own. I was bought at a price. I got to glorify God with my body. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. You got to do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry, share the good news. Is this, is this coming together? Do a favor for me. Take out your phones. Take out your phones. You got them? Open your notes app. Now, we are instructed in the Word. There's been a ton of Scripture flying around up here, even from these people, by the way, that we don't always uh, quote a chapter and verse, but you know, even that, that Romans passage that Cheryl said... Um, there's all this that is just oozing out of us because we've hidden the word in our heart. We give attention to his words. One of the things that the word says is, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach. And it will be given to him. It also says, ask and it will be given to you. 
right now, I want you to pray. Let's all pray together. And what we're praying for is a revelation of those people who we know that need peace. They need freedom from addiction. They need salvation. They need provision. They need a miracle. They need a healing. They need what Jesus has to offer. You probably think of some even as I'm talking, but let's also pray because the Lord always just has something that he'll speak to you when you seek him with your whole heart. Father, we bow before you and we're asking you to speak to us, show us who those people are that need this word, that need uh, an invitation, that need life and blessing spoken to them. Would you give us some names right now? We're going to write them down in obedience to you because we don't just come to hear. We're not hearers only deceiving ourselves, as James tells us. Lord, we are doers of the word. We need your help to do this. We confess that we don't even know all the people that you're sending us to, and so we are intentionally giving you this time to find out. Speak to each one of your people today. Give us an assignment. Let us accomplish this word of living scent and running to speak. These things that you're telling us to do. You're instructing us and you're encouraging us. We've heard how good it was for these people when they made their decisions and how good it's been since. We don't deny afflictions. We endure afflictions. Nevertheless, we do the work of an evangelist just because the world is sinful. And in this life, we will have trouble. It doesn't mean that you're not too good to overcome all of that. You have overcome the world. Speak to our hearts. And now, as, as the Lord speaks to you, I want you to write those names down. I have no doubt that he will speak to you and you will have at least one name, but several of you will have many names. This will be your opportunity to not just be a casual hearer of the word, the word but a doer of the word. Let's take a few more seconds to capture all this that the Lord is speaking. Of course, feel free to write them down as you are mindful of this call. And of course, it doesn't stop here. Let the Lord continue as you pray and seek him daily to send you to people. I know I love those calls. When people call, call just to check on me. Hey, can I pray for you? Yes, please. You don't know how timely this call is. Or when I call people and they say, you'll never know how much I needed that right then. You are called to make the difference if you will run to speak. It's time to run. Amen. Do you have those names written down? Can we thank God for speaking? Just tell them out of your mouth. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to me. Thank you for giving me an assignment. Thank you for empowering me. 
And Lord, I declare that we have a, a straight path as you lay it out before us, that we will walk in that straight and narrow path. We're not veering to the right or to the left. We're not even turning our heads to the right or to the left. Let us not be distracted by the mission that you're giving us to welcome others into this solid life building that we're about. If today is your first day and you just made Jesus the Lord of your life today, you are now sent also. You don't have to be in this thing for six years or 10 years or 50 years. Today. Whenever you hear something good, just start sharing it. Just start sharing it. That's it. Praise the Lord. Would you stand to your feet?